the way we manage our time, you know, can have a very big effect on how efficient we are. We're, we're using our time as a resource and we're redeeming it well versus just being busy. You know, we, we can be running around like, you know, our hair's on fire. It'd be making ourselves tired, but not really getting a lot done. The podcast hosted by Joe Dietrich, Joe on the mic, Leader Talk, tackles various leadership strategies that cover self-development, self-leadership, including spiritual and physical health of leaders. This podcast will feature guests ranging from military leaders, thought leaders, health and nutrition leaders, spiritual leaders, nonprofit leaders, and many more. All right, guys, we are here on our next episode. So glad you're here listening in. And I have one of my favorite doctors, Dr. David Craig here, naturopathic medical doctor, who is an undergraduate work at uh, Albertus Magnus College in New Haven, Connecticut, where he received a BA in biological science, specializing in comparative anatomy. Dr. David Craig then achieved his doctorate in naturopathic medicine at the University of Bridgeport uh, College. Dr. Uh, David Craig is also a pastor of Oak Hill Chapel and an author. Dr. David Craig, how you doing? Uh, I'll, I'm going to call you Dr. Dave because you allow me to call you Dr. Dave. That, that, that's fine, Joe. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing awesome. I'm so glad you're here. And uh, one of uh, the things that we're going to talk about in my podcast is we talk about health. And mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to bring you here. Uh, just full disclosure, uh, Dr. Dave is my doctor as well. I happened to meet him through my wife because she was going through a lot of complicated things and she, she'll be happy to talk about it. She's talked about it a lot and, uh, and other of her uh, broadcasts and videos. But Dr. David Craig was pivotal in my wife's health. And that's why I wanted to bring him on because he does naturopathic medicine. For a long time, my wife was, was sick. She was sick for over 10 years. But when we started talking to Dr. Dave, he's like a, a, a miracle worker because- You're too he, kind there. <laughs> and he, he just, he was patient with her. He talked to her about how she can get healed naturally. And that's why I wanted to bring him on. Uh, so Dr. Dave, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, even though I gave you the intro there? Oh, you, you did pretty good there, Joe. I, I, but let's just probably get out in the open that, you know, anything we say here is purely for educational purposes. Nothing we say here is meant to cure, treat, diagnose, anything like that. Um, so again, with that out of the way. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I guess your question, what got me into this or what got me into health? Um, yeah, what, what got you going into the naturopathic uh, vein of health? Oh, well, dude, that, that's a long story. I'll, I'll try to give you like the, the the cliff note versions of it, but um, I had had a bout with a health condition as a kid. Mm. You know, I think it was in eighth grade that, you know, I got loaded down with a lot of antibiotics. I think I was probably on them for about, oh gosh, probably almost a year. And it caused a lot of issues, you know, gut wise. And Mm. that wasn't really acknowledged by the conventional medical model. And with that gut dysbiosis, it made a lot, it caused a lot of facial acne. Uh, so I got given a lot more antibiotics for the acne for another two years. And by that time, I was a mess. Mm. So my mom, you know, being kind of astute with things, you know, took me to a nature path. And, you know, it kind of got me turned around. So mm. I kind of thought there was something to this. Mm-hmm. Um, then when my mother, um, you know, was diagnosed with breast cancer, it was a very, very aggressive type. 
uh, that only 3% of women get, um, you know, she was really told, you know, there's not much, you know, we have the conventional field can do. We suggest we get your affairs in order. We give you about two months to live. And, you know, she sought out a lot of alternative therapies that, you know, did help. It really bought her three more good years. So wow. it kind of made me just see, hey, there's something to this. And, you know, my um, grandmother had worked at Yale and wanted, to get, wanted me to go there to medical school. And, you know, I kind of saw there was more to this. So I went to the University of Bridgeport and got my uh, doctorate in naturopathic medicine there. You know, that's the, I'm you glad know, you I, did. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I can testify to that about how naturopathic medicine helped. I mean, I saw the change in my wife mm-hmm. go from where she was in pain throughout her body. Right. She couldn't walk down the street. Okay, guys, listen to this. She could not walk down the street one block in pain. She was in pain. She couldn't do it. She couldn't walk. Now, and I tell this other people too, now when we go on walks, we're going on walks. And she, she's, she's ahead of me walking fast, wondering why, why I'm walking slow. Yeah, and she's made amazing, amazing progress. Yes. Yes. It, it's, it's, she's gone from, I can't get out of bed during the day to she's ready to, to go outside, get fresh air, get some sunlight and basically seize the day as much as possible. And that's why I, I'm having Dr. Dave on because he knows what he's talking about. He's experiencing himself. He's seeing the, the, the power of naturopathic, naturopathic medicine. And that's why he studied it. And that's why I'm having him on. And Dr. Dave, if you could please, um, because this is a podcast about leadership. Mm-hmm. And it's about leadership for, in yourself and leadership at work or wherever you uh, person has leadership. If what can you tell uh, our listeners here today uh, some important things? I know COVID's going on and everything else like that, but this, what you're going to be telling us is something that everyday life people can help uh, a leader be better. Like like the mom that that she has brain fog, she doesn't have the energy to to spend with her kids like she wants to. The father that comes home from work and he's spent. But the thing is, there's naturopathic ways that can help people to have that energy that they want to spend time with the people that they love. Uh, can you give us some, some tips on that? Are you asking a lot? Th- there, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> but just some, uh, some that, you know, that, that kind yeah, of yeah. That, that are most prevalent that you see. Well, you know, the, the thing I think when you, you know, what you said about leaders, you know, I, I think leaders, there's a lot more stress on, you know, us as leaders because, you know, we've got to, live by example Mm. but in that you know with those demands that are put on us you know a lot of us or a lot of people who are in leadership positions they tend to be drivers you know there's that type a that kind of comes out that you know you just want (laughs) to succeed you want to get things done you tend to burn the candle at both ends and take Mm. the blowtorch to the middle Um, (laughs) (laughs) and that's not a healthy way to live you know we all have a certain amount of biological reserve and once that's kind of used up, you're, you're kind of done. You know, I had one of my old professors. Uh, I guess I, I'm a car guy. I like to play with classic cars. You know, I, I've done it over the years. Don't do it so much anymore. But um, as a good example, and again, just for example purposes, let's say, you know, Buick makes a car engine that they can put in their sedans. And they also make one that can go in the Indianapolis 500. Mm-hmm. Now that engine you put in the sedan, 
if you treat it right, change the oil, maintain it well, it may get you half a million miles by you know today's standards. You know, get you a lot of life out of the car. Mm -hmm. Now you take that same engine and you really juice it up, put a lot of high performance stuff on it. You know, maybe it can produce something like 10,000 horsepower. But the thing is that engine is only designed to go 500 miles. All out 500 miles and then pretty much it's done. So, you know, there's a certain, you, you can look at this, do you want to run your life like the Indianapolis 500 and, you know, burn things up in 500 miles and, you know, be like the shooting star as, so, you know, I guess the thing to look at is as leaders, you know, how do you be responsible to yourself and those under you? And, you know, we have to do things. I think stress is one of the key things. And again, not trying to make any false statistics, but just from what I've seen, and this, again, is not meant to diagnose, cure, treat, or anything. But um, I would say a lot of times stress is probably about 60 to 70% of people's underlying health conditions. You know, I, I didn't say this, but I picked it up from others in the field um, where they'll say, you know, where the mind goes, the physiology follows. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we're stressed and, you know, we have a lot of that negative, negative self-talk going on in our heads, you know, our physiology is going to try to make that come to pass. So that's something to kind of watch out for. And some of us can be, you know, very good drivers. We're pushers, but, you know, sometimes, you know, I guess the thing to ask yourself is what is your main driver and how you're sort of getting through the day? Are, are you using frustration, anger, things like that as your driver? Or are you using things like joy, hopefulness? Uh, are you appreciative? Are you using prayer? Are, you know, what are you kind of filling your tank with? But, you know, based on what you're kind of filling your tank with is going to either rejuvenate you or kind of just wear you out. Mm -hmm. I, I've preached this too, that whatever you focus on, that's where you're going to, that's where you're going to go to. And, and it's very true. And I, and I totally agree with what you're saying, that if we keep on focusing on the negativities throughout the day, it's going to build up. Mm -hmm. And well, it, it's biblical, not, not to interrupt you, but, you know, right. it, it's kind of like, what kind of fruit are you going to bear? You know, you, you plant seeds and then you bear the fruit of what seeds you're planting. Mm -hmm. And you, you mentioned uh, before in our, in our pre-discussions <laughs> about, about cortisol mm -hmm. uh, and what, what is the, the correlation that you would be able to tell our folks about stress and cortisol levels? Well, you know, just putting it simply, not to get into a lot of, you know, physiological medical jargon, the more stress you have, typically the more cortisol you're going to produce to offset that stress load. And the trouble with cortisol is that it does a lot to, it, it's kind of like battery acid on the tissues. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's only, our bodies are really only made or designed to run in that acute stress state for short periods of time. In other words, you get into your fight or flight mode, you see the lion in the woods, you either pick up the club and start beating it, or you basically run away really, really fast. And, and you, you know, you've probably been in those conditions of fight or flight, mm -hmm. you know, your training's probably kicked in, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, in that time, you probably don't notice that you're really getting scratched and banged up and that kind of thing. And, you know, then as you get past that whole fight or flight phase, there comes the, you know, parasympathetic, you know, rest and digest. And that's where you kind of lick your wounds and get to a point of trying to heal. Now, the trouble is when you're in that cortisol uh, fight or flight place, your body is going to put all of, it's going to move your 
blood flow from your gut and digestive organs out to peripheral tissues. Mm-hmm. Because again, you want all the blood going to the muscles so that you know you can actually be strong and you, when you're in that cortisol sort of high, you kind of feel pumped up. You know, your vision's more acute, your brain's working better. You know, you can almost, it's almost like you can see a second, a millisecond or two into the future and know what's going on. And I'm exaggerating a little bit there, but I think you get what I mean with that. Mm-hmm. You know, the senses are all very, very acute. Right. And that's because, but that's only meant to be out there for a certain period of time. Now, again, you're going to see the blood sugar is going to be kind of manipulated a bit. So you have more fuel going to the muscles. And then when we get back into that, and actually the immune system is, again, it's, it's something else that's, you know, taken care of by the cortisol, right? It's actually, um, has, the cortisol has an effect on it. But going into the um, rest and digest phase, you know, that's when you have to have all the blood go back to that digestive organs. So you can actually start doing things to break down new nutrients to heal yourself. You know, the adrenals have to actually calm down. The cortisol should go down. We should get sleep because it's when we sleep that we actually heal our muscles. Hmm. And if you don't get proper sleep, you know, you're not going to heal as well from the damage of the day. Now, what happens if someone is in, and I know I'm kind of going through this kind of quickly, Hmm. but you know, that's kind of the way things would typically work in more of a hunter-gatherer kind of, dynamic that we might be talking about. Now, now that we've gotten into our more civilized life, where you're talking, you know, we, we just see a lot of chronic stress, you know, we're sedentary, we're not moving around, we're not exercising the way we should. Henceforth, all that stress and cortisol today is not getting worked out of those tissues. So we're getting we're more pro inflammatory. Wow. You know, infl- inflammation is something that ultimately enough of it, as it builds up is going to probably kill us. Wow. 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 So you know, and then again, if, you, if you're in this place of chronic stress all the time, you know, your system is just constantly pumping out cortisol, cortisol, cortisol. Usually in, in our day, the way cortisol might work is, you know, we get that sort of shot of it an hour or so before we wake up in the morning. And again, I'm just kind of giving you the brush strokes so that by we wake up, we have energy to do stuff. Then by maybe three o'clock, that cortisol is going to start going down. You know, maybe by, you know, five, six, seven o'clock, we're going to start producing some melatonin around the time it starts, dusk comes along. So by bedtime, you know, we're getting kind of tired. We're ready to go to sleep. Now, if that cortisol cycle is going all the time, you know, that melat- it may be out comp- or not allowing that melatonin cycle to actually kick in. So we're not getting that restful sleep. And then if we're not getting the restful sleep, we start going down on the caffeinated beverages during the day to stay awake those start stressing the adrenals and they get tired because they're getting stressed by the caffeine and they're also getting stressed by producing all the cortisol. Hmm. And they get to a point where there's just no more fuel left in the tank. So we get tired. One other thing I did want to add in that, you know, kind of comes into this is that, you know, when this is going on for a chronic period of time, that's where you start to see the digestive complaints because the digestive system isn't getting the blood flow because the body wants to, you know, kind of shunt that off the peripheral tissues to kind of still be in that more super stressed, you know, place. Wow. So. Brought some uh, real good information out there because it, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Hopefully I can ask this without, uh, you know, violating rules or anything like that. Can, so does this, can this, or could this can be contributed, like you were saying to people uh, not digesting their food properly bloating possibly 
maybe even leaky gut syndrome? I mean, I mean you know, the, the, these, the, this could be a, definitely a precursor to a lot of digestive complaints, mm-hmm. if that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just, I think worldwide, we're seeing a lot of digestive issues. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that, just kind of diving off a little bit, it, it does go back to, you know, dietary choices. What I've always told people is apples don't usually tend to come off the tree in shrink wrap. Um, you know, so the closer you can get to picking that apple off the tree, the better you're going to be. You know, a, a lot of these processed things, it, it's, you, you, and let's just say as an example to follow the, um, you know, think example we came up with, um, you know, you, people do have a digestive tract that might be more compromised because of a high stress environment. You're applying certain food choices that, you know, they, they may not make, be allowing your system to burn to make energy well it's almost like putting wet wood in the fireplace. You know, you're going to smoke, smolder. I mean, you probably all had wood stoves that didn't catch on well and it fills the whole room full of smoke. Mm. So, you know, you're not going to have the energy. You're going to have a lot of brain fog. And, you know, some of those, that cycle going on long enough can actually lead to a lot of food sensitivities, which will also promote more potential brain fog or just foggy thinking, if if maybe we can use that term. For the listeners, uh, what are some... I guess some tips that you can help them with stress throughout the day. You already mentioned some of them, like uh, focusing on positive thinking, mm-hmm. on making sure not to you know, keep your mind on stressful stuff. So uh, what are, I guess, some things throughout the day that can help them to alleviate some cortisol spike, you know, give them, I guess, a better run for the day. I'm just trying to think of something practical uh, right, right. for that person out there that, that, uh, that they can... Because I know, I know, because you and I both know <laughs> there, there's a lot of different levels. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, but, you know, you can treat one thing and then it open up another thing to another thing, uh, which uh, unearths the root of what the actual right. thing is. Yeah, there are a lot of layers to the onion as we mm-hmm. talk about, say, an alternative health. You know, you start at the first layer of the onion, you keep peeling them down, down, down. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I would, a lot of times, ways to help deal with stress, you might really start looking at time management. You know, that, that's something that, you know, we all have, you know, 24 block in our day. Yes. And, you know, I, I'm not trying to make this really all self-help, but, you know, the way we manage our time, you know, can have a very big effect on how efficient we are. You know, are, are we actually being productive and fruitful with our time or are we just busy? There's a big difference in that. Yes. You know, if, if we're being productive and fruitful, we're using our time as a resource and we're redeeming it well versus just being busy. You know, we, we can be running around like, you know, our hair's on fire, maybe making ourselves tired, but not really getting a lot done, you know? And, and by the end of the day, you're sitting down and it's like, oh, gosh, I'm tired. what I do today? Mm-hmm. You know, all you did is put out fires. So sometimes, and again, pulling this back to a leadership place, you know, being a proactive leader, you know, looking at, you know, okay, well, I guess I'm really tired of going around this same merry-go-round over and over and over and over and over. It's stressing me out. What has to change to make something different happen? Here, a lot of people say it, and some quote it right, some quote it wrong, but you know, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result, but nothing's really changed. Right. And, and, and I get it. You know, sometimes it can be very difficult to try to pull that energy from somewhere when you're already sort of running at redline 
to, you know, do things to make those changes. But what I'll tell people who I do see in the office, you know, those that will come in, diet, very hard to supplement bad diet. You can do it for a bit. If you, you need a good diet to have those good building blocks to build more of you. If you're thinking about yourself as a custom home, well, typically you want the best materials in that. Mm. You don't want to be, you know, going out and getting things from the lowest bidder. That's <laughs> true. So, you know, when you look at it that way, um, and, and then, you know, the, the idea of trying to really, you know, prioritize, you know, things in our day so that we're, we're being productive with our time, but also really assessing the things of the day, you know, what is a productive course of things? You touched on it, eating healthier. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am definitely a proponent of that uh, coming from uh, eating bad foods all the time. My, my most favorite food it was pizza. Oh, yeah, anytime pizza. I can, you know, get a pizza in my stomach, it, it was, uh, and I saw it, it, it was going in my stomach. You know, there was mm-hmm. no, <laughs> there was no uh, uh, doubt about it. But after a while, with that journey with my wife, her and her process of healing, I realized that I was not eating very well because uh, she right. eats, uh, she eats clean, very clean, mm-hmm. as clean as possible, uh, in, in accordance with FDA standards and everything else like that. Because, you know, we can't totally eat organic unless we're growing it in our backyard and we know, you know, what's, you know, being put into the ground and everything else like that in the water. But from that standpoint, how important it is from, from what you've seen to eat clean and clean. And my, my definition of eating clean is uh, non-GMO foods uh, organically as best as possible. Uh, and uh, be care- being careful of what uh, water, what type of waters mm-hmm. you drink. So uh, how would you say uh, for, for leaders out there, for them to be the best that they can be, to, to have that energy, to have that time when they get back from work or whatever they're doing, to have that energy to spend time with their families, uh, how important is that do you, and your scale <laughs> of importance uh, about eating clean? Oh, it's really important, but you, you, if I can just touch on one or back up just one other thing you just said there mm-hmm. about leaders and, you know, having energy. I think one thing that might be good just in trying to have energy for the family is really trying to leave work at home. Mm, that's, that's a big one. <clears throat> and especially with us all working from home now, you know, that, that puts a whole, it, it complicates things. But, yes, it does. you know, w- what ends up happening is that, you know, I'm going to use the term being present. Uh, I'm not trying to, I'm kind of meaning it for what it is. Like right now, you and I are having a good conversation. We're both present in it. You know, we're listening to what we're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not off there probably thinking 10 other things in your head thinking, okay, well, you know, when is he going to stop talking? I really have to do this. You know, there's this grocery list and stuff I have to do for the weekend. Yeah, that's not being present. That's really just it's taking yourself, you might be physically there, but you're not really there in a present place. And what that'll end up doing, it'll put a lot of stress on relationships, Mm. which, you know, may not need to be there. And again, it's a situation that can really end up tiring you out more because you're making your brain do double and triple duty. You know, our brains, and again, I'm, I'm not a computer scientist, but I have talked to a few, where they've said that, you know, right now, and we're not going to talk about quantum computing, that's because that's a whole different thing, but most computers, they will do things, you know, one step at a time, but they just do them very, very quickly. So it seems like they're almost multitasking. 
our brains don't really multitask well. There's some things we can do like more in a background task, like I can be talking to you and maybe having something printing in the other room, but I don't have to think about it anymore. You know, but when we have those things that are constantly churning and churning at the wheels of our mind, well, what's gonna go on tomorrow? How do I schedule this person? What's gonna happen here? It's all, that's all taking away from family time. So, you know, sometimes you really have, and this can be for men or women, and actually women are probably worse, and I don't mean to be, you know, say anything derogatory to the fair sex, but just the way women are built and designed, they think a lot more, they have to plan, and it's very hard for them to just shut their minds down. But, you know, again, my, my wife would agree. My wife oh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just the way they're, it's the way the two, it's, it's one way in which the two sexes are very different. But it's sometimes really trying to focus your mind and more or less, you know, cast off those worries. You know, I think it's go back to the Bible a little bit here. You know, it's like Romans 12 too. You want to renew your mind daily. Yes. So, you know, what that would mean is maybe, you know, filling yourself up on the word, but actually we're not holding on to the burdens of yesterday. And that's what a lot of us do. So that, that's, those are a couple of ways. And, and that can take a lot of work to clear that, to really do the work to clear that out and reset the mind so that, you can actually have that clean slate every day. Otherwise, you're just kind of, you know, I'll date myself by, you know, mentioning the Beverly Hillbillies, but you're kind of sort of driving into town with, you know, everything stacked up the way they did in their car. And it can be very, very burdensome. But and again, but getting back to your question about the, the food and the water, we, we're all made up of, you know, proteins and enzymes. If you kind of think of yourself, like we use the example of the custom home, you know, you want to get the best materials you can. And unfortunately, and there's a lot of information out there. There's a book out there called Genetic Roulette. Um, the author's name right now escapes me, but it's a very, very informative read. And you know, he goes into a lot of the ins and outs of how um, bad for our system you know, genetic GMO foods really are. Uh, they tend to be more pro-inflammatory. Uh, there have been a lot of studies overseas. You, you've seen a lot of conditions with animals where they found it just really rips up their digestive tracts. Um, you found mice that have had um, GMO, I think soy, and again, I'm just kind of pulling this out of the top of my head right now, so I'm not trying to quote the study, but there were mice that I think were given GMO soy, and by the third generation, they were sterile. Mm. So, you know, a lot of this stuff now, little bits here and there might not kill us, but it really might not make us all that healthy. So again, the, the more we can have that sort of clean diet like you were talking about, you know, the healthier you're going to be. Mm -hmm. um, then when you start talking about water, I know there have been statistics about glyphosate really slipping into a lot of the water supply in the United States. Um, I can't speak to Europe. I, I think, and again, don't quote me on it. I think France had tried to outlaw it a few years ago. Hmm. I'm not quite sure where they went with that. But, you know, glyphosate's another... It's not a good thing to have in the water supply. Getting a good source of clean water, you know, can be a very, very important thing. Mm -hmm. And I will say too, um, the water bottles that we all drink out of, you know, if they've been in the sun, that plastic, those plasticizing agents do leach out, yeah. and they can cause a lot of problems too. And that's something we—that's probably something deeper for another talk. Right. And, you know, that's why we always try to get uh, BPA-free. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's a no, another, that's a whole another. Oh, well, we, 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 we could go down, you know, some rabbit trails here. And I, I'm trying to sort of keep this on track and, and 
not have, I, I think you wanted to have this be about an hour. Right? We, we could turn it into about an eight hour conversation. Yeah, we, we, we could. L literally, guys, we, we could go for a long conversation. I, I know a lot of our talks, uh, Dr. Dave and I, we can we start talking about certain things, you know. To, we, we've, you know we've gotten into some high octane speculation yeah. on some things, for sure. <laughs> sure. We can go from uh, talks about science fiction to uh, guns and go back again and start talking about medicine and, <laughs> and health. So we can go yeah, so on a lot, a lot of different topics. I guess it's like, folks, keep up. We can do five conversations at once. Yes, yes, we could. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely thank you, Dr. Dave, for, for coming on, taking time from, from your day to talk to us about health, mental state uh, in our, our stress levels, cortisol, uh, just going throughout the day. Now, I always, always have a couple of questions that are in the bag um, that I, I, try to, I try to give. And it's just, it's just two, two things that I always like to, it's always intriguing the different answers that I get back from the same question. People uh, that would want to go into entrepreneurship. See, because I, I know you're a doctor and you're a pastor and you're an author. So you have some entrepreneurship in you. So what would you, what advice would you give to younger men and women that are thinking about being entrepreneurs? What, what advice would you give to them? Again, you only really have one life to live. And you know, there are responsibilities. You want to do something that if you can work and enjoy it and it makes you happy, it's not really work. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be something that's going to stress you out if we can use that term. You know, if you're enjoying what you're doing, it's not really work. It's not really, I mean, there may be just the stresses of the day or the aggravations of certain parts of it, but ultimately you're being fulfilled by your work. Let, let's just say, and again, I'm not really, I'm just using factory work as a example, but some people like it. Some people, it would just be death for them. They'd hate it. They couldn't stand it. They would just punch the clock and kind of be dead inside. And, you know, I don't think that's any way, that, that's not the way for an entrepreneur to work. You know, an entrepreneur tends to thrive on challenge and they want to usually be able to, you know, have some kind of success at the end of the day and they want to help people. Yeah. yeah. And, and that fulfills their life. And usually if it's done in the right way and in balance and, you know, with the right motives, you know, you, you can do, a, you can be successful and you can have a successful family life and other things too, but it all comes with balance. That that's probably another big point of things where a lot of times, you know, because I've run to come down this road and made the mistake where you may really try to push one thing and the business may do very, very well, but the family life suffers. Yes. yes. And what does that do? That makes more stress because, you know, ultimately, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur to support your family, but your family life is suffering, you know, what happens, it, it's again, this merry-go-round that you just can't really see a way to get off of. So keeping things in moderation I would, is one of the big things. And, you know, trying to have that six-month goal, five-year goal, 10-year goal, you know, even 30-year. You know, a lot of us in America, you know, we don't tend to think much past a car payment. That's true. That's and again, true. I'm not trying to be critical. It's just, it's just the way our culture is. And, you know, when you can really, I think what's was saying, he who fails to plan, plans to fail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So, you know, if you can kind of, and, and again, there's always tweaking to do with being an entrepreneur. You know, you're always doing small course corrections, but it's being able to be fluid enough to see, okay, there's a problem. 
we have to make a course correction. Otherwise, you know, we're going to be running up on we're going to be running up on the reef, <clears throat> and be in a whole lot more world to hurt. And unfortunately, I think that sometimes you know ego and pride can get into a lot of entrepreneurs' ways. You know, some of them are they're just driven. They they have the you know just sense about them, and they'll make it work. But others, I've seen them really go downhill because of just the ego and pride. But it, it is it is so true that set forth in a plan for entrepreneurship or whatever it is that you want to do in business. A lot of times people are so driven and I've seen it too. They're so driven that they sacrifice their families on the altar of their business. And their health. Yeah, and, you know, and, and that's and something I didn't want to get back into. And I, um, a lot of them, they will push and push and push and push and push and they'll do, you know, 10-hour days will turn into 12-hour days, turn into 18-hour days. And a lot of times they'll say, well, I only need to do this for a year, then the business will get going, and then I can rest. Mm -hmm. And then that year comes and another, you know, something happens with the business. So they really say, well, instead of doing 12 hours, I can maybe push the 14 hours. So what have they done? They've really just reset the scale and increased their stress load. And they still, I can do this one more year with the intent. Well, maybe when things slow down, you know, I'll be able to slow down too. And then typically what happens is something happens and they go from the 14 hour day to the 16 hour day. And eventually, you know, they'll burn out. And, you know, they, there typically can be this wake of triage in their path. And that's just, again, it, I, I get the idea. Sometimes there are sacrifices that have to be made early on. Right. There, do, there does have to become a place where you're saying, you know what, now we have to bring in the moderation, the balance. Because as a leader, you really can't be pushing yourself to the point of breaking and be a good example to others or, you know, be fit enough to really start leading others because you're going to start second guessing yourself. You're going to make poor decisions. You're going to make decisions, you know, based on lack of sleep. And, you know, you can probably... You know, you've probably seen that, you know, where you've come from, where when you're making decisions on, you know, lack of sleep, you know, poor diet, you know, they don't, the decisions don't tend to be very good. No, no. <laughs> Things don't turn out well after. Good sound advice because we want them to pursue their goals, mm -hmm. but not to wear themselves out. Uh, when you were talking about that, the, the image of um, sharpening your axe came to mind because the, 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 lum the lumberjack knows that for him to be successful, he needs a sharp axe. Trees, he needs a sharp axe. And he takes time each day, or he should, he or mm -hmm. she, I don't, know, I don't know if there's female lumberjacks out there, should, oh, they always rem remember to sharpen their axe and before they go out and, mm -hmm. and, and you know, start chop chopping down trees because they don't want to take more time than they need to. And that's a good one. It's it, kind of exciting because it's like you can. With a dull axe, you may have to work three times harder than you would with a sharp one. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure you've heard that with you know, people. I just don't have time to sharpen my axe. I just need to get in there and work. But that, that goes back into the realm of just being busy all the time. Mm -hmm. You're busy, but you're not really being fruitful because you're just yeah. going in and, you know, slapping at this hard oak tree that's going to laugh at the dull axe. Yeah, exactly. When you took time to sharpen, if you took the 10 extra minutes to sharpen it, you'd probably have the tree cut down and, yeah. you know, in no time. Much less time with much less work. Mm -hmm. exactly. Again, just figuratively speaking. Yeah, exactly. So now 
I got okay. the last yes, next question. question. Next, next question. question. And this one's always a good one too, because like I said, I get varied, varied answers. You kind of talk, you kind of talked about this, but it's like, if you could tell your younger self one thing, and maybe 20 years, 20 years ago, let's just say 20 years ago, what would that one thing be? What little seed of advice would you give your younger self? That, that was, that's, that's one to ponder on. Um, yeah. I really think it to sound like a broken record. It would really be more of just having more of a balanced approach to things. Mm. I think when I was younger, you know, going through medical school, I mean, you, you learn to drive, but you don't really learn to smell the roses along the way. Mm. If that makes sense. No, it I makes mean, perfect it, sense. It, it's always this drive. Well, I've got an eight year grind to get through. I'm going to push myself and you push yourself, you get through it. Then there's, well, I've got to start a practice. And that's the next grind. And, and you're, 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 at least I was, or a, a lot of, you know, us entrepreneurial, you know, nature paths, you know, we might be very driven to get the practice going. And once the practice is going well, you know, do you want to have one office? Do you want to have two offices? So a lot of times there's that drive, but there may not be that enjoying the actual process of doing it or enjoying the journey. It's just, you know, I have to go to the next step. Mm. It, it's almost, what was that movie? I think it was called Click. Oh. Where he could, you know, he could fast forward and go to this, you know, part of his life and this part of his life and that part of his life. Yes. But he missed all that time in between. Yes. You know, that, that, that's a lot of what happens, you know, you know, when you're, when you're an entrepreneur, you have the vision and you know what, what's going on, but there may be a lot that you may miss along the way if you're not. And, and again, you know, time is something we can't get back. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is so true. That, you know, it's, a, it's a resource. That one thing, that's one thing that I learned too. And uh, it's kind of funny because anytime I, the majority of that uh, time I get the answer back to that question, it's a similar, it's a similar response. I wish I would have enjoyed the time more mm-hmm. to go back and, you know, like you said, like smell the roses or, or, or marinate in the experiences to get a little more out of it. Yeah. And, and not one uh, one gentleman put it. I wish I wouldn't have took taken myself so seriously mm-hmm. when I was younger. And yeah, that that's time. that's. I, I can definitely say it. I, I've developed a much better sense of humor. <laughs> and you know, if you can kind of enjoy life a lot more, it makes the day go by better, and you're not as stressed. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're really taking your. I mean, I think we're all professional, but you can be professional be courteous and yet still have a good time in what you're doing. And, you know, and, and I think being a leader, you, you, sometimes certain leaders, I think, can make toxic environments. And, you know, that just kind of, re- that, that just kind of permeates its way through the entire, you know, chain of command down below, which I'm sure you could see, you, you, could, you can attest to that probably more than yes. I could, but, you know. No, fortunately, yeah, I've experienced that. But, you know, if you can really keep yourself upbeat you know, enjoy the day, you know, that's going to actually start to come out in your family and your friends, your relationships. You know, you really want to speak life into people and be encouraging. And I, I think that's something that looking back on things, had I done more of that early on, it probably would have been a better thing too. Outstanding. <laughs> Thank so. you, Dr. Dave. That's part of what this podcast is about is helping the people that are coming up behind us to have a a uh, sounding board and say well without being pushy because sometimes 
the younger folks or younger generation, I can't even believe, I can't believe I'm saying younger folks, you know, but <laughs> I know, <laughs> I'm getting I know. up there, I think getting that up too. There. Um, but uh, something that the, the younger folks can hear as they're coming up to give them a, a easy way to hear about some of our lessons learned without it being like smacked over their head and for them to say, look, well, I'm going to glean some things here and to incorporate in my life. And hopefully they will incorporate in their life about uh, not taking, you know, taking time to do some self-care basically uh, not to get the, their cortisol levels all spiked up, mm. not to take themselves, excuse me, a little bit too seriously and enjoy life along the way as they're pursuing their goals, as they're pursuing their dreams, aspirations, whatever it is, to take time to enjoy the moments that they have. Definitely. And like uh, one of the things I like uh, John Maxwell, uh, he said, experience is only experience unless you actually learn from it. Mm-hmm. If you don't learn from it, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, like the Bible says, it's a whisper in the, it's just a, a vapor that, that comes and goes. And you're wondering why, what, what happened to the time? You know? Yeah, well, exactly. You sit there and take time to enjoy it, it learn from it, glean from it. You'll, you'll have a better, a better life, more fulfilled life. But thank you again, Dr. Dave. And if you could please tell, tell our listeners your website and how they can reach out to you if they have any questions. The website is breathoflifenaturopathy.com. So they can go there. It tells us more about, or they can get more information on me, what we do in naturopathic medicine. We have some links there. There's some places that they can get more resources too. So that's breathoflifenaturopathy.com. Outstanding. So, and, and guys, I, I highly suggest, highly suggest that you reach out to his website, check him out. Uh, I can't not say more. I, I can say a lot about how, He's improved uh, my wife and I's life through the, the naturopathic medicine and how it, it makes a big difference. Uh, the, the, let's put it this way. And my wife wouldn't mind me saying this. She went from taking a, literally a bag of prescription medicine over 10 different types of medications that the doctors were given to her down to where she is not taking any prescribed medications and she's taking supplements great advice from Dr. Dave and implementing that advice to where she's more happy than she's ever been in her entire life and stronger mentally, physically, spiritually, because uh, Dr. Dave is a Christian and I'm so glad that he is. And he prays for us. He's such a, a awesome guy, biggest heart in the world that you can ever imagine to, to see people and living a life that they would want to live. Again, Dr. Dave, uh, thank you for being with us. Is there anything, any parting words that you'd like to give to our folks? Oh, I, I think that, you know, you've done very well with things, Joe. Um, you know, I enjoyed the talk here today. And if you want to do, do it again sometime, let me know. We can definitely, you know, get something scheduled. Definitely. I, I, I definitely, because there's, there's a myriad of topics that we can go talk on. We, we probably could. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, you know, part one of many. Yes, yes, we could. But uh, thank you guys for listening in. And, and again, uh, visit Dr. Dave's website. Uh, guys, have a great day. Uh, hopefully you were taking notes during this whole podcast and we'll see you on the next episode. You guys have a great day and talk to you later.